listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Today's episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is brought to you by Mikey H, the OT Gourmet Geek, David Green, OC Monster Man, and Tiffany. lovelies and thanks for joining us on the 217th episode of final girls horror cast the show where we discuss some of the horror thriller and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites i'm amy and i'm carly for this week's episode we watched black roses and magic as selected by our all-knowing wheel of terrors it's just a genius the smartest wheel of all time it really is. <laughs> As a reminder, we do tend to spoil movies, so continue at your own risk. Magic is uh, streaming on Pluto TV, and Black Roses is up on Shudder. So make sure to check those out before continuing if you are a spoiler-sensitive listener. Some sleeper hits over here. Yes. <laughs> That's it. But before we jump into today's films, let's get started with a segment that we like to call... Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is The Forever Purge with a July 2nd release date. It's directed by Everardo Gout, who this is his first full-length film, and it's written by James DeMonico. Uh, who wrote all of the other Purge films. The IMDb (laughs) summary is, All the rules are broken as a sect of lawless marauders decides that the annual Purge does not stop at daybreak and instead should never end. (sighs) Gotta love any IMDb summary that has the word marauder in it. Agreed. It's a great name. Great word. It is. Great word that, that is underused. And underappreciated in this day and age. Couldn't be more truthful about that statement. Do we need more purge things? I never saw the last purge. I didn't. I don't know that I've seen anything other than the first or second one. And then we have a TV show now. Oh, I didn't see that either. Tony was watching it for a little while and was into it, which I thought was weird. I liked the idea of the TV show, but I don't remember what it was. But I remember someone telling me about it, me being like, that seems cool. I'd check it out. And then I never checked it out. Um, I didn't see the last one. The I think the last one I saw was the one before that. Um, but who knows? I mean, Not it's me. fine. Did we, we discussed The Purge on the show once, right? I, I think, think we, so. I think we did an episode on it. Probably. Um, yeah, who knows? It's been like five years. I don't it's remember been a things. while. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, okay, the name of this one is super dumb. And I don't know why. I just like it makes sense in the script when he says it, I suppose, but like calling it the Forever Purge, I hate it. It's stupid. Um, it's stupid it's when he stupid. says it too. It's fine because I feel like that idiot would say it. I don't know his character, but like it sounds like something like that. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Talking in it's circles. The purge forever. It's, it's like the Batman forever purge. Forever. I'm it like, should just be purge forever, like Batman forever, don't you think? That's hilarious. I support you. <laughs> um, and the idea of it's fine, but I feel like if isn't the point of all of these things that like now murder's illegal, so wouldn't law enforcement be on this in like two seconds? Whereas now we're like opening up 
the Mexican border. Not if the law is in on it. I guess. I don't know. But you know, are cops they, are the ones that are in on it. They're the lawless marauders. Yeah, it's like the whole Ku Klux Klan bullshit. And then it's weird that they're like, <laughs> they're in on it. oh, and then they're weird that it's weird that they're like, oh, you rich people. But it's like not only rich people that are being affected. I feel like most I don't know. Anyway, I'll see it. Probably it comes out on my birthday, which is like a terrible gift to myself. <laughs> but <laughs> at the same time, um, I'll watch it. And they were like. Let's make a purge movie, but make it country and maybe throw in a little Mad Max, because why not? <laughs> why not? Josh <laughs> Lucas is in it, though. I like him. This looks stupid. I don't, I'm just, I don't care about the purge, though. So I'm, sh- this is someone's cup of tea. They're going to make money on this. But what is with all the cash grab horror films coming out this year? They lost money last year because they couldn't release enough, and now they have to just m- do this shit. I want a real good Horror movie release in theaters, please. I well, guess Quiet Place 2 was good. But, like, Candy I want Man something real. Is coming out. Is it? So. Is it coming out soon? It was shelved forever. I, I think Candyman... It's not wasn't shelved forever. It was supposed to come out last oh, year, and then, and then theaters closed. I yeah. think it's slated for October. September right. or October. Um, I just want I want a horror movie that's not a blockbuster. That's not an action horror movie. I just want a horror movie in theaters. Why does it feel like all these horror movies are action movies right now? Is it just because they're like blockbustery, high budget? Like because even The Conjuring, I think it's just trailer felt. I don't want to say just. I don't. In the Earth wasn't. I didn't I've see seen a lot that. of horror movies this year that weren't actiony. <laughs> right. Well, all the ones that are playing in theaters near me are actiony. You get like <laughs> other ones that I didn't get. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know. know. I want like a real. Ho- I want to go see a real horror movie in the theater, like a real one, like a like a scary one. <laughs> uh, maybe Candyman will be that for you. And I think yeah. Antlers is, has a release date now, too. Isn't Antlers already come out? No. Oh. It really? was supposed to come out last year. Oh, I yeah. thought they did a digital release of that. I don't think so. Oh. All right. Well, what do no, I know? It's, it's supposed to come out October 29th, twenty. I used to, like, keep up on things, and now I'm just like, mm. Things just happen, and maybe I'll catch those movies when I hear about them. <laughs> but I used to, like, know about movies before they came out and things. I just don't feel like I keep up on it anymore. When I say, I'm in theater seeing this, and you're like, what's that? Yeah, <laughs> I have no I'm idea. Like, I don't even know what, movie. what movies are anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of getting old. I don't even know. I don't have the fing- my finger on the pulse of horror movies we're, anymore. We're back here again. Uh, Candyman slated for August 27th, by the said way. Said I'm just over here watching magic and Black Roses like they're new. That's me. That's her. <sighs> Up to date. Yeah. So cool. I, I never really cared about The Purge to begin with. Uh, I mean, it's fine. It's just not my favorite. Uh, yeah. This I couldn't even care a little bit about if I wanted to. <laughs> uh, we'll see what else comes out this week. And then I'll let you know. If and when I see it. Yeah. You can watch it. I probably never will. That's fair. Yeah. I don't even think this is a movie we'd bother covering on the show, to be honest. I'm well, trying to... Th- 
If Is it's it? on the Wheel of Terrors, we don't have a choice. I guess, <laughs> but like we haven't done any of the other Purge movies either. Like it has. Are they even- streaming? I don't know, but even if I think I've seen them streaming, and I, it hasn't even crossed my mind to put them on the wheel. Oh, I feel like this is one of those things I'd be like, "Hey, this is streaming," and you'd be like, "Okay, ignore." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly it because it just doesn't interest me. Like, I don't feel like I would that's say so anything about any of the sequels that I didn't already say with the first one. Like, what's the point? It's just this money I liked making. The first one, yeah, the money. The, it's fine. Uh, but, like, why did we need a billion more? Like, I just don't, I don't really get it. Because they kept making money. Yeah, that's right. It feels very, like, Saw to me. Oh, Old. Old is another one that's coming out that's, oh, I feel like, a real horror movie and yeah, not super action Yeah, that's action-y. true. That is true. Although, I, I will say, we did the trailer trash talk on Old, and then I saw the trailer again in theaters, and I was like, that doesn't look as good as I remember it looking. <laughs> yes, it does, Amy. <laughs> it looks I great. I was significantly less interested in it. I was starting to get confused. Guys, Amy's getting old, and she just hates everything now. I don't hate everything. <laughs> One of these action movies that are coming I just, out. I feel like all I just feel like the horror movies that I have access to in theaters are very action-y, and I would just like to see a creepy ghost movie is really what I want. I really just want to see a creepy ghost movie in theaters. And The Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It is fucking not it, y'all. It's just not. Did you see it? I haven't watched it yet. There's no fucking way I'm wasting money on that. Like, if I had your pass, I would. literally on HBO. Yeah. I don't want to watch it, though. Okay, so it's not even that you won't spend money on it. It's that you won't even watch it for free. (laughs) should I be watching it at home and not in theaters? You're not watching it in theaters, so yes. You, you literally just said you weren't going to spend point. money you on it. You got a point. Okay, okay. <laughs> Should I add it to the wheel then? Because I probably won't watch it on my own, but I will add it to the wheel. Okay. Add it to the wheel, okay. if it, and then if it doesn't get chosen in a month, then we'll take it off the wheel. I'll tell you what. I'll talk about it. I'm going to be... <laughs> I know already that I'm going to hate it a lot. I'm going to hate it more than Key Fingers. I know I will. With a fiery passion. So, so I watched the first 15 minutes of it. Yeah. And then like my internet got wonky and I was like, maybe I should just see this in theaters. Um, but now I like have a ticket to go see it tomorrow. But Loki's coming out tomorrow. So I might not see it tomorrow. Don't see anyway. it. I'm going to add it to the wheel. Okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it right okay. now while we're talking. Okay. But I will so say I, I liked forget. the first scene. If that's any consolation. Mm. It's not. <laughs> I love negative Amy. It's, it's my favorite. I just I I don't want to watch it. I will. So I will watch it. I don't want to. She will for the show. That is the only reason I will watch it. Because just in general, I'm against that movie being made. So That's like probably the only it would thing have that to be really amazing for me to get over that. And from what I'm hearing, it is not amazing. <laughs> I've been hearing good things about it. I've been hearing I've heard bad literally things about nothing it too, good about it. Where who are you hearing really? good things about it from? Um, I don't recall, but it was definitely on Instagram. Even Mania, who loves everything, was saying, "I'll watch it again," but it wasn't great. <laughs> I feel like didn't Meg Navarro like it? Did she? 
I don't. Re- I think she said it was fun or something like that, but I didn't read her review. I think I just saw that on Twitter. But guys, yeah. don't quote you know me on that fun? because I don't like, recall. Like making killers out to be martyrs. I love that. Let's watch a whole movie about it. Yeah. See, I, there's. <sighs> that's why I know that you're gonna hate it. I'm gonna hate it so much. I, I know nothing it. about the story, so I don't. I don't know anything about it. Anyway. You don't have to know a ton about it to know that they're making a killer out to not be a killer. (laughs) Is that Uh, what they're doing? Yes, absolutely. He didn't mean to kill somebody. He was possessed. Possessions, man. And he's a legit human that legit killed somebody. (laughs) Well, we can talk about it when we do the movie. Okay. Anyway, I'll see The Purge forever. Forever mm-hmm. Purge. Cool. Probably. Amy will not. I will not. I will not be watching that. And that's the uh, <laughs> that's the T. Negative Amy <laughs> is out full force. <laughs> I'm going to tuck her away. I'm going to put her in bed because now we're going to talk about some fantastic movies. So let's get going. And What's Negative f- Carly is about to come out. <laughs> What's the first movie today, Carly? We are discussing Black Roses from 1988, directed by John Fasano, who did Rock and Roll Nightmare and Zombie Nightmare, written by Cody Curley, um, who did... Oh, Cindy. Try it again. <laughs> I did not write this. <laughs> try that last name again, too. Cindy, is it... How do you say it? I don't know, but it's definitely not Curly. C-I-R-I-L-E. Cindy Carilli? That sounds much better. I'll go with that. (laughs) Okay, it's written by Cindy Carilli, who did Rapid Fire. The IMDb summary is, Demons hypnotize the general public by posing as a rock and roll band. That's fair. Mic drop. Yeah. So this movie has been... Brought up several times over the years by Mr. Tommy B, one of our first listeners of all time. <laughs> Love you, Tommy B. He has been wanting us to discuss Black Roses. I think he's requested it a couple times for Listener Request Month, but he always requests other things, too. And just it's never happened. <laughs> um, He brought it up again recently. And I'm like, fuck this. I'm putting it on the wheel. It's streaming like it's going on the wheel. And then the very next week we picked it. So it's it's long overdue. I'm so glad the wheel just knew immediately that it was time. The wheel was like Tommy B. Tommy B has been so patient. He has been. So patient. Thank you, Tommy B. We appreciate you. Yes. So question, is this trauma or is it not trauma? I saw trauma production. Yeah. It is, right? Okay. I saw that too. (laughs) It's the first thing that I saw. And that's why I I texted you because I was like, no fucking way. Would Amy put a trauma film? Because we've had trauma films that like got chosen and then we chose not to do uh, that because they're let trauma. Me, yeah, I mean, I don't like to do trauma films for 19, for our 80s were weird month because I feel like that's a cheat. But that gotcha. doesn't mean I don't want to do trauma films ever. I think they still have a place in horror and it's worth talking about them occasionally. I'm not going to watch like, you know some of the other trauma movies there's like there's just there's you know there's ones that just no one should ever watch ever but i think you know this is 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 decent for a trauma film not my favorite well i mean for as far as trauma goes <laughs> it's not it's not your run-of-the-mill trauma movie i don't sure. think it's it's not i mean I, i'm sorry i just quoted shutter <laughs> 
but it's true. <laughs> it's really not your run of the mill uh, trauma movie. It's because maybe some- it's not because I just looked up Trauma's uh, not discography, but the films distributed by Trauma, and it's not on here. But it says it when you tr- when you, when it opens up. I know. I think it I'm is looking, trauma. I think, I'm looking in another place. What year is it? 1988. No, 1988. The trauma films that were released were Trauma's War, Rabid Grannies, and Jakarta. Well, why does it say trauma at the opening credits? I don't know. I saw that too, which is why I immediately messaged you about it. Well, I also saw that. You didn't. So just... now I'm just confused. <laughs> Someone explain it to us, please. <laughs> I okay, so that's part of why I was asking it. Here, let me can I can we look it up on IMDb? Is that a thing we can do? Black Roses. I just Wikipedia it. No, that's not always the most dependable, is it? Apparently not. (laughs) Is there a production section? Oh, this is so interesting for people listening. Um, Production company Shapiro Glickenhaus Entertainment. Glickenhaus. Entertainment distributors. I don't see trauma anywhere on here, but we both clearly saw trauma. I'm going to pull it up. I'm opening up Shutter. I'm opening up Shutter. We're doing this. This is riveting podcast. Well, I don't. Okay, it might not be riveting, and I can edit it so it's not so bad. But I really kind of think it's important, right? That we (laughs) that we know if it's trauma or not. Or what we saw, because we both obviously saw the same thing. I mean, it, it does on Shutter say not your run-of-the-mill trauma movie. It does say that. Okay. It's right at the beginning, so I'm just I'm just playing it. I'm just watching it right now. <laughs> a trauma team release. Oh, it's not a trauma film though, because I'm literally on trauma.com and Black Roses is not okay. on here. So it's not it's like affiliated somehow with trauma. We don't know how. A trauma team release. Was it maybe distributed? No, because it's not on trauma's film. This is so weird. I'm very confused, but I'm glad that Shudder is also confused. <laughs> We're all confused. We're all confused. Because <laughs> it's literally, there is there is a laundry list of distributors here. The only thing I can think of is that one of these distributors works with trauma or something. And so they threw the name trauma in. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay, so we won't consider this a trauma movie. We'll move forward talking about this like it's not trauma. Fair? Fair. Okay. If if you know all otherwise, or if you know why, please share share with the rest of the class. Go ahead and tweet at us or send us a message or whatever. Yeah, if you know the deets, we're we're confused. <laughs> <laughs> but I this movie doesn't feel trauma to me. It, no, it doesn't. It It's definitely cheesy 80s, but it doesn't feel trauma. Uh, trauma would be way more over the top than this. Absolutely. So, I mean, I enjoyed my time with this movie. It is not great, but it is a lot of fun. I was I was kind of bored. There's I puppetry. How can you be bored with puppetry? I literally was like, when is this movie going to kick in? And then I hit like the thing to see how much I had left. And it was like 30 minutes. And I was like, oh, oh, God. OK. <laughs> I, I think some of the writing was a little tricky. You know, I just felt like it was everywhere all at once. And it, it was very confused writing wise, for sure. For yes. sure. This is not winning any awards. Um, but 
there is some like there are fun moments. There are a lot of fun moments, and the hair, and the oh my god, the Lamborghinis, hair. and the, <laughs> for no reason, just Lamborghinis, and then never see Lamborghinis again. They got someone let them borrow Lamborghinis for exactly five minutes. Yep. And they shot that shot, and then that was it. No more Lamborghinis. And then he had to leave, and so <laughs> that was all they got. There was, like, one whole, like, ten-minute section at the beginning of this movie where the camera was so shaky, I was getting motion sickness. <laughs> <laughs> then they must have found oh a dolly or something, because it was better after that. Or maybe That's I just so got used funny. to it. I don't know. You got used to it. Did I? Did, was it yeah. throughout the whole film? No, no, oh, okay. it, it definitely evened out a little bit. Do you remember the shaky? Did you also notice shakiness? At the very beginning, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I said it was worse than the Blair Witch in my notes. <laughs> I was like, is this a choice? You know, because they're like at a concert. I wasn't sure if it was like a choice. Probably not. I don't think it was a choice. They they weren't always at a concert. There was also That's a scene true. in like a living room that was like super shaky. That's funny. That's so funny. And this... This so so this is high school students, thirty year old high school students, thirty year old high school students, who are learning about transcendentalists. <laughs> We're learning about <laughs> by from a gentleman with a fabulous mustache. Like this is shit. I was learning like my sophomore and junior year of college. Like, <laughs> well, they were also in college. <laughs> Granted, so. uh, granted at a higher level, but still, like, you're learning about transcendentalists in English class in high school. I call bullshit. Nobody's learning about Ralph Waldo, Waldo Emerson at this level in high school. It's just not happening. It's just not happening. At least not the high school I went to. Maybe this nope. is a very advanced high school. It's the special, the special students high Maybe school. Maybe like AP English. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. So they're high school students learning about transcendentalists. There's a lot of like creepy pedophilia in this. Um, so much. Like all of it. Like all of the men. <laughs> all of them are terrible. <laughs> they're so creepy it's, and so old. It's gross. It's gross. Like that Ugh. one. Like she. <laughs> that one guy dies. Yep. He, yes, he does. Cause of death, pedophilia. Pedophilia. <laughs> It'll get you. Pedophilia with a demon. <laughs> this movie's so stupid. You know, there's a there's a, a death by stereo. Absolutely fantastic. With uh, what's his face from from uh, Sopranos? From Sopranos. <laughs> yeah, in his first fucking role, by the way. Good for him. Congratulations, Sopranos guy. Just gets taken the right out. The puppet ate his face and dragged him into a speaker. That's the best part of this whole movie. It is. So I'm confused about the demons. So let's talk about the demons for a minute. Because I have nothing for you, but I would love to discuss well, them. Well, I'm going to rewind. I'm going to rewind. So at the beginning of the film, we're introduced to adults who are basically discussing whether or not they should allow this metal band to come to their town because they think that the metal band will negatively influence their children and um, 
And yeah, so it's a little, it's a, it's an 80s thing, right? <laughs> Where we worry about metal music negatively affecting our children. Oh, absolutely. Little did they know that the internet was going to happen and none of well, that bam. would be controllable relatively soon. <laughs> but, you know, it was the 80s. They didn't know, they didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> metal music in the 80s and magic cards in the 90s. Yeah. So, Harry Potter. I mean, even in the 90s, even mm-hmm. in like early 2000s, like think about like, video Marilyn, games, Marilyn Manson and shit like that was yeah. like, demonized Marilyn Manson like crazy. Uh, Little did they know how right they were. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like in a singing mood no, today. It's true. I, I'm glad you sang it. I mean, this is kind of a musical. Yeah. Um, although <laughs> not enough of one. Like, did you want more metal? Because I wanted more metal. I really wanted more I metal. I wanted way more metal. There is not nearly enough. I could have had five times more metal, and I feel like that would have been the right amount of metal. I agree. Yeah. This movie made me want to watch Sleepover, or Sleepover. what is it called? Uh, shit. Oh, my gosh. Slumber Party Massacre, Slumber Party too. Massacre. Yeah. <laughs> I knew where you were going with it. Jinx. <laughs> Um, okay, so we have these old people discussing whether or not they should have let the metal uh, band come perform, and basically they, they decided, we'll let them come. I thought this was going to be like Footloose at first, but really they were just like, no, you're <laughs> right. You're right. You know, we our parents felt that way with us about the Beatles, so we have to let this metal band come. So they like sit through the beginning of the first performance, and it's like, oh, great, no problem, and then they leave, and then the metal truly begins, where they're talking about taking over the town and the the devil comes and all this stuff. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> where do these demons come from? Because the first demon we see is when the dad gets pulled in through the speaker, the guy from Sopranos gets pulled in through the speaker by a puppet and then dies. So, like, that's the first one. But all of the other demons moving forward are students and children turning into demons that's what i was confused about because i thought that that was the rule of the game was that they turn into weird lizard demons and then all of a sudden this other let's be real very trauma looking demon puppet Puppet puppet, demon. puppet yeah. demon yeah. coming out of the stereo. And so mm-hmm. then I was like, there are no rules here. <laughs> and then I just didn't understand anything else that was See, going See, I feel on. like that was the first one. That was the first one. So to me, that one felt fine because I didn't know the rest of the film would be students turning into demons. Because that's the only instance in which a human isn't turning into a demon and killing somebody. Correct. Because we do see the beginning... Uh, the the rock and roll band, if you right. will, the metal band, yeah. as little weird demons. Yes, we know and they're demons. Th- yes, and then I thought that you could. You also saw some of the audience that was like killing that one guy who was at the window. Was yeah, I, I don't did know. I make that up? I don't, I don't remember. Uh, maybe it's possible. <laughs> anyway, whatever. <laughs> Stereo demon still worth it. So I'm glad the stereo they, they demon is there. the best kill. We agree, but it's also the only one that doesn't follow the rest of the movie. <laughs> so Correct. really, it would have been cooler if they just were like raising demons with the music. Whenever they played the music, a demon would come and kill somebody. Would be or, w- way better. Yeah, 
like that's that like it that'd be cool if that was like the shtick of the of the film is that if they were trying to sell records so that when the records would play demons would come out of the stereo and murder yes that would so be awesome cool. not that's not a great happens. idea it happens once and then never again the rest of the time it. the students are turning into demons and they all turn into different demons they do they look very different they all look very different which is fine i mean i I've been watching Buffy. I know there are several different types of demons. Like there are, but they, these are supposed to all stem from the same demons, so it well, is a little confusing. Maybe he's a demon that calls other demons. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, except for that, they're not calling other demons; they're <laughs> children turning into demons. I don't think it has to make sense. <sighs> so frustrating. I mean, my favorite part that's not including demons is so we have this teacher right who teaches the transcendentalists for some reason and <laughs> <laughs> it really doesn't make any sense it sure uh, doesn't goes he's like i'm gonna check out this band i don't know why he's like worried about his students <laughs> and he's like i need to go check out this band and he goes and introduces himself to the band he's drinking a glass of milk which makes me want to throw up. He goes to this. Okay, by the way, the band only plays at this auditorium and they're playing for the entire week. <laughs> Every night for free for the students um, in an auditorium, a metal show in an auditorium, meaning that it's just a filled with seats. So you can't even stand, which is like boring. Yeah. Who wants to go to a show where you have to sit down? No, that's, that's how teenager. old people see bands. <laughs> yes. That's not how young people see bands. No, it's not. So, so it's really weird because they're watching this metal concert show and they're all sitting down in seats. <laughs> not real. Um, anyway, so he goes to see the band. They're hanging out in the auditorium. They never really seem to leave the auditorium. They're, they come in in their Lamborghinis and then they just stay in the auditorium full time. <laughs> Easy to find them if you need them. Yep. And he's drinking milk. He has a glass. Ugh. A fucking glass of milk. Where did this glass of milk come from? The devils. The I just demon don't understand. Devils. Like, did he bring the glass of milk with him? I mean, There's you'd no, have like, to lid to the glass. Like, how did he travel with it? I don't know. I can't. And I thought he came from school. Does that mean he like has brought it from the cafeteria? Milk and glass, but cafeterias don't use glasses. Maybe they did then. <laughs> It's a different world in the 80s. I mean, okay, pretend we're not old. Um, <laughs> I guess they're not giving uh, preschool students glasses, but I don't think they were giving high school students glasses either, then, but that's fine. I don't um, know. <laughs> um, anyway, so he has this glass of milk, and then he takes like a sip of it, and then leaves it on an amp and just walks away. So he didn't even take his glass with him. Is that his glass? I'm very concerned about this. This has nothing to do with the story. I'm just I concerned about I have no about idea what you're this. talking about, so I don't know. <laughs> he literally, I don't even remember the conversation because I was so curious about this glass of milk. I think we talked about this with um, Prom Night 2. And like a movie. couple other 80s horror movies where I'm like, milk plays such a big role in the 80s. And like in a lot of 80s movies, just in general, you can see people just drinking glasses of milk, which seems very strange to us in this day and do age. You, 
Do you think it's because uh, the milk industry was like paying for placement? Probably. Probably. It's got to be because then they were like, this isn't working. Let's make every pop star, sports <laughs> athlete and whatever have milk mustaches in the 90s. Yeah, that's true. Then the milk mustache thing it. was big. Yeah. So maybe yeah. in the 80s, they were trying to reach everybody through Maybe, through but it movies. was just, it's a very, it's like, it, if the conversation was happening movies. in a kitchen, I would have been like, cool, okay, get a glass of milk and drink it. I don't necessarily think that drinking milk is weird, especially in the 80s. But I do think it's weird that he brought a glass of milk with him to an auditorium and then just like took a sip of it and then just left it there. You can't just leave milk. It gets gross real fast. I got nothing. Okay. I'm sorry. It really doesn't have anything to do with the film. I was just very concerned about it. Maybe I'm the only person that noticed it. Then he goes home. Then the teacher goes home, pours himself some beer, because what do you want after a glass of milk? A glass of beer, obviously. Vomit they go, fuel. They're like peanut butter and jelly. They go perfectly Gross. together. Disgusting. <laughs> pours himself a beer, puts on Mozart, and then sits on a lawn chair in his living room. <laughs> I don't know why I think this is so funny. He's living his best life. Did someone write this into the script? <laughs> like, why is he? No, this? they probably just didn't have money for real furniture in every house. I don't know I what the budget was. I have no idea. I made that up. <laughs> <laughs> these are the types of oh notes I have. It's not really about plot at all. These are <laughs> these are all of my notes. Are just like weird little things that are happening in the background. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, uh, also. Is strip gin a a game that you can play? What is it? Strip gin. Not strip poker. Strip gin. Because that's what they're playing when Johnny's dad gets killed by the pedophilia. Correct. I don't know. Maybe it is. I know my mom and my grandma always used to play gin rummy. Right. I don't know what... I know how to play gin rummy. I love gin rummy. I think it's that's what it is. I'm just not sure how you play it strip wise because there's no betting. <laughs> no. What? Oh, I don't know. What? I got nothing. Why are you confused? What are you confused about? I'm just saying that can you like I feel like you could make any card game probably strip something. I mean, so. I guess like if you lose, you like have to take off clothes. But usually yeah. in poker, it's like you bet. If you play strip poker, you bet an item of clothing. You don't just don't like know. randomly lose or taking off your clothes. It's fine. I thought that that's how it worked. If you it, lost, I mean, your, I, I, I lost guess it could hand. be. I guess it could be, especially if obviously you're... I've never played strip poker, so I don't know the rules. <laughs> I, I don't know that I have either. I'm just guessing. Like you need to play a betting game to do it, but, but I, I guess it doesn't matter. Everyone just wants to take their clothes off, just get naked, whatever. I think it's just if you lose. I think that's how it it's goes. still weird. It's still a weird choice. Like, why not just play strip poker? Like, why? <laughs> Again, maybe that was a more popular game in the 80s. It wasn't. It this They did that to be weird. That is what I'm saying. They select the, the reason for strip gin is the same reason for the milk is the same reason for the Mozart and the lawn chair. <laughs> I love that you're the one that likes this movie and I'm defending it for some reason. <laughs> Like, I have no idea why. But the reason I like, I like it is because it's 
because of these things. Like, like I started out being like, this wasn't my cup of tea. And here I am like, maybe it's more popular. I don't know. There's also a scene where a woman is just touching her own breasts for like three minutes for no reason. <laughs> and then the scene is over. <laughs> like, why? Why is that a scene? I don't know. I don't know. I is it like this the demon is say- enjoying having breasts and like... <laughs> I literally have nothing. I have nothing to add. (laughs) I love it. I just love it. I love how stupid it is. And then they make Julie turn into a demon way too soon. So the main character, Julie, who has, who's in love with her teacher. And he also was in love with her. Yes. But he can't, but he can't. Don't criticize Julie. Oh, so you know exactly who I was talking about. Yes. Yes, he does. Yeah, Priscilla fucking knew what was up. I like Priscilla. She called it. Yeah, she called she it. She did. Uh, they turned Julie into a demon way too early. Why wouldn't they wait until the end and have him save Julie? Because there's a girl th- on stage at the end, and I was like, that should have been Julie that he saves. <laughs> but instead, it's just some other random girl. I don't even know who she is that he saves. <laughs> Why would they do it that way? <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. Well, doesn't she turn and then she's like a human again and then she turns again? Unless no. I'm thinking of two different characters. No, she turns into a demon and he kills her. And then he leaves and goes to the show. He's going to like blow everybody up. He like goes and gets gasoline and goes to the concert and he's going to kill everybody because he knows yeah, the after demons. The dad, after the dad's like, oh, she died in a car accident and then she's there and then she turns into the demon. That's what you mean, right? Is no, that, that's is that Priscilla. What I'm remembering? You're very confused. Oh. Priscilla died? Priscilla died in the car. Okay. Was Julie the one? They're all blonde and they all look very similar. Yes. I'm sorry. Okay, so Priscilla is his ex-wife who is the daughter of the mayor of the town. Okay. She then, died okay. in a car after playing tennis. Right, but then she's a demon. Then doesn't no, she turn into a demon? she's just straight up dead. The demon kills her. Oh, so who's the one in the kitchen? The one the in end? the kitchen is Julie. That's the high school student. That's what I mean. But wasn't she also a demon earlier and she pushes the guy off the roof? Or is that another blonde? That's that a I'm different. That's a different. Guys, they all looked exactly it the might same be Julie. Ju- that might be Julie, too. But she didn't die then. So it Right, but sense. she still turned into a demon and then she turned back into a regular human. Yeah, I mean, I think you okay. can you can shapeshift from demon to human, but he kills her in the kitchen. And what I'm saying is he shouldn't have killed her in the kitchen. She should have died. She should have been the girl at the very end on stage that he saves because there's just some other random girl there that's also blonde that he saves. And it doesn't work. I don't because know. It should have been Julie. Or Priscilla. It should have been one of the women that are in the movie. That we know. Yeah. (laughs) It could have been either of them, honestly. Both of them were terrible love interests to begin with. Just pick one of them. I think I possibly thought that they were, to be honest. And I was like, oh, there's another blonde with crazy bangs. (laughs) She kind of looks like Julie and Priscilla, so just save her instead. (laughs) Uh, It's good. It's a really good movie. Everyone should watch it. I disagree, but then, you know, tomato, tomato. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is more my cup of pie, my cup of pie, my cup of tea than it is Carly's. Ooh, cup a cup of pie. of pie sounds delicious. I think it would be delicious, like oh, a good yeah. apple cobbler. Oh, mm. absolutely. I was thinking blueberry for some reason. A blueberry cobbler would also work very nicely. A blueberry anything in a cup sounds delicious. Let's go for it. That's true. I mean, a little whipped cream on top, maybe a little crumble topping. Mm. That's what. Yeah. It, that's the yes. Yeah, you the need cobbler. the crumble top. If it's in a cup, there has to be a crumble topping. There can't be a top <sighs> crust. That would just be ridiculous. I honestly prefer the crumble. I also prefer a crumble. I love making pies, and 95% of the pies I make have a crumble top because I just like a crumble top. That's fantastic. Yeah. Also less work and tastes better. Why would you go through more work for something that doesn't taste as good? It tastes way better. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the pie. Like, if you have cherry, you got to do a lattice crust. Like, you can't do a crumble on a cherry. That'd be weird. You know, but... Cherry's not my go-to. I don't like cherry. Yeah. I don't like cherry. You can do a crumble on a blueberry. You can do a crumble you on can. a... An apple. Apple. And like you can a do... Dutch apple pie. Oof. My favorite is to throw some berries in with the apple, which is also oh, that delicious. Sounds good. Like yeah, some good. raspberries or something? Uh, throw some blueberries or... Yeah, I mean, you could do some raspberries. I try to do like berries without a lot of seeds so i'll do like strawberries and blueberries sometimes with the gotcha. apple love me some bloobs i love bloobs they're my favorite <laughs> i love that we're calling them bloobs now yeah uh, oh yeah I'm that's a, like i'm a fan that's of just that. what i call them they're i didn't know that was what you called them but i'm surprised here for it <laughs> i'm here for it love me some bloobs okay so let's talk about the music a little bit before we move on sure uh a thumbs up or thumbs down on the music it was um, fine. The music was fine. Yeah. Apparently, a lot of the band, a lot of the music uh, was uh, performed by members of King Cobra, which I'm not super familiar with, but there you go. Uh, there's also uh, some Tempest, Hollows Eve, and Lizzie Borden songs included on the soundtrack. So there's Neat. that. I would definitely get this on vinyl. Absolutely. Oh man, I want. I would really love to see the art for this, like and a waxwork, fucking black roses I, LP. <laughs> I like, would hope that uh, in the foldout there would be a death by stereo moment. Oh, ab- if that isn't already the case, I'm upset about it. Yeah, same. Missed opportunity, one hundred percent. By the way, like I'm really surprised that this wasn't more of a Footloose scenario. I was kind of expecting Footloose with demons and metal, <laughs> but it's fine. That would be amazing. And yeah. also, I think the the selling of the records and then turning into demon to stereo monsters. Yeah, I mean, I think amazing. this whole movie was kind of a missed opportunity. I think there could have been so much better. Um, I agree. But it's it's still fun and I still like it. And it, I feel like it would be a good movie night with my friends for sure. When I was watching it, I was like, this should have been a Patreon watch-along. Mm. It still can be. It would have been amazing. We can still do it. All right. Just wait a little bit. You'll forget all about it. <laughs> Give me a few. <laughs> Give you a year. You'll forget all about it. You'll be like, I never watched that. And then we'll watch That's it. That's probably true. It's absolutely true. Until the probably scene where true. the demon pulls him through the speaker, you'll be like, oh, I saw this one. I've seen this before. <laughs> There's that milk Amy was talking about. 
I'm gonna be like, guys, wait, wait, wait. Watch for the milk. Watch for the milk. <laughs> Where does he get it? Where did that milk come from? <laughs> okay. All right. Oh man. So all in all, worth a watch. A lot of promise. Uh, a lot of missed opportunities, but still really fun to watch. Uh, it needs like five times more metal. Uh, still fun to watch. Oh, we didn't even talk about Johnny, but I also really enjoy Johnny, even though he's like 30 something <laughs> as a teenager. <laughs> like, why is this 32 year old man in high school still? My favorite Johnny scene is when he and Julie are walking down the street talking and uh about how like they need to get out of this town and uh they're so excited for the for black roses to come out and then he, he's like fighting every sign and like railing he comes in contact with on the street that's definitely a boy thing <laughs> it's like a very it just reminded me like a me, little boy thing yeah it reminded me more of like um of like west side story <laughs> It's like that's what whenever I would walk to or from the bus stop with like my boy friends when I was little, they would always do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and a ninja then he turtle. Goes and gets paint and paints the ground. But we know. never see what he paints on the ground or if it was even that big of a deal. They were like, that sucks. We're not putting it on screen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm done with this one. I'm done. Those were my notes. Let's move on. Are we ready to move on? Please. Oh, my God. Okay. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about magic. From 1978, it's directed by Richard Attenborough, who previously directed films such as Gandhi, A Chorus Line, and Chaplin. He's also, of course, known for his acting in films such as Jurassic Park, The Great Escape, and Miracle on 34th Street. We don't usually talk about the acting part, but I knew Carly wanted to talk about Jurassic Park. I was like, heck yeah, you got to. He's the man. He's the man. And Carly is written by William Goldman. A goddamn treasure. Who who wrote this film and also wrote the novel of this film. He also wrote The Princess Bride. I was going to say, what is the Princess Bride? Ding, 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 ding. And also Misery, which we recently discussed already. Yay. So basically, you should love this movie because we have Richard Attenborough and William Goldman. I Well, I'll let you read the IMDb summary first. Thank you. Uh, The IMDb summary is a ventriloquist is at the mercy of his vicious dummy while he tries to renew a romance with his high school sweetheart. So I didn't even pay attention to who it was to like the beginning credits because I didn't even see those two things. And sure. I loved this movie without even knowing that I was going to love well, this movie. Well, there you go. There you go. Well, you didn't even know this movie existed last week. Like when I announced no, it from the I Wheel of Terror, you like I couldn't see you. Right. Because we're just like talking through Skype. So I couldn't see your face. But I knew that there was a, a shimmer in your eyes. <laughs> When you saw that it was about a dummy, oh uh, my god, you should have Sir seen Anthony me. Hopkins and Anne Margaret. <laughs> when I saw this poster, I was like, "Where has this movie been?" <laughs> I was like jazzed to watch. You know this what's movie. funny is that I guess if you grew up in the seventies, like you know this movie, like but you'd have had to. This movie was a hit. People. Loved this movie. People were terrified of this movie. Children were terrified of this movie. Um, I I have a little present for you. 
Um, let's see if it's still there. Okay, if you scroll down in our notes, Carly, you'll see I have a little like uh, IMDb link. Yeah. Uh, I want you to watch that while we're talking because this is the uh, this is the trailer, which apparently traumatized an entire generation of children. <laughs> they so oh, Jesus so much sorry that, so much so. Oh my god, it, this is so loud. Oh, it's okay. It, there's an Apple commercial prior oh, to oh, that, it, and that, it is in my ears. That's okay. That's all right. Uh, this trailer scared so many children uh, that they literally got it uh, taken down. Like, ch- parents had it removed from broadcasting stations because they were complaining. Really? Yeah. So go ahead and watch it. It's like two seconds long. I just want your impression on it. I'm watching it right now. Yeah. And I might have nightmares. So basically, it's just the dummy's face close up. And he's saying whatever to being creepy and giggling. And then he says, we're dead. <laughs> and then his eyes roll back into his head. Yeah. And he, oh, they're, they're back. Yeah. And then it had the voiceover of like, this movie's rated R. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrifying. I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> uh, I just love that. Movie trailers scared children, and not just me growing up. I think I've that, talked about it before. I used to be terrified of movie trailers as a child. Really? Yeah. If like certain movies trailers came on, I would run out of the room. And they weren't even horror movies. Like I was just, I think I mentioned it. Why? Hocus Pocus. The trailer for Hocus Pocus used to scare the crap out of me. Oh my God, that's so funny. Uh, and uh, the trailer for The Mask, Jim Carrey's The Mask, also used to terrify me as a child. <laughs> It's smoking. <laughs> I've seen both of those movies in theaters as a child, and I was totally fine. But the trailer, the music of the trailers, I'm very susceptible to music. I've spoken about this before on the show. I know I have. But uh, those used to terrify me as a child. <laughs> but this trailer's legitimately terrifying. Hey, those trailers are legitimately terrifying, They're too. not legitimately Shut terrifying. Up. I'm gonna Sorry. Watch. Not like this. You don't know, okay? You this don't remember. This is Nightmare Fuel. See, I don't find this scary at all. That dummy, that dummy is terrifying, especially the moment when he rolls his eyes into the back of his head. <laughs> that that moment is a little freaky. <laughs> That's so freaky. And then like the, the I'm going to murder you uh, <laughs> man's voice like yeah. comes over the thing. Yeah. Holy cow. Anthony Hopkins in this movie. Yeah. Is so scary. <laughs> is he? He is so angry. Yeah. His temper? <laughs> His Sheesh. temper is makes no sense at all. It makes me so uncomfortable. And <laughs> I died. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm skipping around. But I literally died from laughter when it's the scene with Corky and Peggy Ann. And they're doing the magic trick. Yeah. And he doesn't guess the card. Yeah. And then he screams at her. Yes. And it's like the most... Tense 10 minutes, and then he guesses the card and he's sweating profusely, and somehow she's attracted to this. Yes. And then they have this weird makeout session, and then they're doing it. And then there's Carly, a dummy. I really wanted to take my time with that scene. I can't. It's it's in my brain and it's the best thing ever. It made me laugh so you wanted- hard. Here's my note from that. Since we're just going to jump right into that specific (laughs) scene, she couldn't wait. She couldn't couldn't wait, wait, guys. My notes literally say, damn, Corky is like the Mr. Gray of the magic world. (laughs) 
This movie is basically (laughs) Fifty Shades of Grey with magic and a dummy. Oh my gosh. It was so funny. It was he was like being weird and screamy and abusive, and then suddenly they were like having sex. So abusive, and she's like terrified of him, and then she like comes over to him and like kisses his hand. Oh, she has serious issues. She has serious issues. (laughs) She's just as fucked up as he is. Her husband is also very like grumpy. I feel bad for him. I think he's the most sympathetic character in the entire film. Oh, really? I thought Burgess Meredith was. Well, yeah, Bur- but Burgess Meredith is still like, I <laughs> I was so happy when I when he appeared in this movie because oh, I was not too. expecting to see him. Uh, if you're not familiar with uh, Burgess Meredith, he is uh, in Rocky and uh, and he's the super old grandpa in, in, um, in uh, Grumpy Old Men <laughs> and Grumpy Old Men. I love that movie so much. Like, who doesn't love him? He's amazing. He's amazing. <laughs> he, I feel like he only plays one character, but he does it so well. There's really no reason not to love him and, and everything he does. <laughs> he is, oh my gosh, he's so great. Uh, the he's, acting in this is so much fun. It's I so good. fucking love Anne-Margaret, too. Like Me too. And it's fun seeing her... It, this age. I was going to say, not as a teenager. Yeah, because, I mean, we know her when she's young, and, of course, she's gorgeous, and then we know her in, in Grumpy Old Men, which is mm-hmm, so funny. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to mention that twice, but, yeah, there's kind of a strong connection to Grumpy Old Men in this movie, isn't there? Um, there is. Where she's also super gorgeous, but I don't you see a lot of, of Anne-Margaret in her, like, late 30s, early 40s, you know? <laughs> I don't yeah, think any totally. of us do. But her and Anthony Hopkins both made the same amount of money. They both made about $300,000 making this film uh, each. So that's great. I'm glad to hear that she was still uh, getting paid as she should have, even as an older woman in Hollywood, as I think, especially in the 70s, they probably weren't treated as awesome. I think even now, a lot of female actors are fighting to get paid the Equal same pay. as their male uh, counterparts. So. Absolutely. Happy to hear that anyway. Um, so yeah, basically, let's back up. Let's talk about the plot of this movie, because I think probably a lot of our listeners haven't heard about this either. Um, we certainly didn't know a lot about it uh, before recording this or, or even before the wheel spun it. I honestly like tripped up on it when I was just like browsing through movies that were streaming and I saw Anthony Hopkins and Anne Margaret and a killer dummy. And I was like, I ha- wow, how is this not something I know about? Um so I feel like maybe a, a Gen X knows about this a little bit more than we do. But um, yeah, uh, super into it. Anyway, so Anthony Hopkins is an is a comedian, mm-hmm. magician guy. Yes. And he's not doing well as a magician. So he incorporates this dummy into his act. Yes. Which... This whole beginning part is pretty clunky, to be honest. I, when I, yeah, the opening, because, like, the opening is him talking to his dad and recounting how he just killed it. But, like, was by killed it. Dad? Oh, I thought it was his dad. I thought it was his, um, his, like, mentor. Oh, I thought it was his dad. It could, it could be both. Been. It could yeah. be both, honestly. I just assumed because he looked kind of like frail and like Corky was taking care of him yes. a little bit. So I just kind Absolutely. of assumed that it was his dad. Um, but and then he was like, 
lying, basically saying, I nailed it. He didn't nail it. He, like, tanked. And we yeah. saw a little bit of that that uh, crazy, that crazy Corky, if you will, come out and he starts screaming at the audience. Uh, and so we are led to believe that as a magician, Corky is not particularly strong. Right? Right. And then we cut forward to like, I don't what, think it, like, we're supposed years? to feel that way. I think we're supposed to feel that he's a good magician, but he doesn't have the personality for it. Okay. Because he's crazy. Well, because I think he's just a little dry and he's not as like um, charismatic. He's kind of strong. How about? Yeah. He's not super charismatic as a lot of, uh, I think, magicians need to be. He's very, he like, is. he's studied his craft. Yeah. It's kind of like one of those things where, like, he's this—he's a student. He's studied. He's learned. He's figured out all of these things. But he's not great at delivery. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah, exactly. So he that happens. And then the next scene, who knows who that old man is because we never see him again. <laughs> he died. Which one? The, the old man that he was talking to at the very first oh, scene. Oh, yes. We never, never see him again. Him. Never comes back. Don't even really know who that was. And then, obviously, because we don't agree on who he was, so who knows who he was. <laughs> we don't know um, who he was. And then the next scene, he's killing it. He's doing awesome uh, in, a, in a room full of people. And he has a manager. And he has a dummy. And now everyone likes him. So we don't know what happens between point A and point B. And this is within the first five minutes of the movie. So we just are like, okay, all these years have passed. I have a very hard time with this whole part. (laughs) I like the movie as a whole. I think it really, once it starts going, it does really well. But this whole part does not make any sense. It's very disjointed. And I don't know if like a scene got shoved on the cutting room floor or, or what happened there. But it doesn't work for me. I kept thinking that this guy, this mentor or father, as you think he is, uh, could be either or, could be both, uh, never comes back into play. I kept thinking he would come back into play, that Corky would start to unravel and maybe talk about him, or maybe even he was thinking that, you know, the dummy was possessed by this man or something. Because he does bring up a mentor a couple times later in the movie. He brings him up. Um, during the card scene, the very creepy card scene we were just discussing with Anne, with Anne Margaret, uh, and he brings him up a little bit later on in the film as well. I see a character credited as father. Okay. So I don't know if like that has anything to do with it. So okay. Um, and maybe I he's don't both. Know. Maybe he's like a mentor. Yeah. And a, yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I it it is kind of a weird. It is kind of a weird um, segue, I guess, um, because we're definitely supposed to. So Burgess Meredith is his manager. Yes. um, Trying to sell him to a head at like TV. Right. um, To get him on on television. Um, And one of the conditions, if you will, of take of being on television is he has to complete some sort of psych evaluation is that what like it was just a medical evaluation okay i think it was just an overall like health medical evaluation which makes sense if you're going to be on a syndicated not syndicated television show but a a series a television series they want to make sure you're not going to die tomorrow because that kind of messes up their business (laughs) right and corky is just not having it he's like i'm not doing it 
He has a little bit of a meltdown and he leaves town. Yes. With his dummy. With his dummy. And like at the beginning of the movie, he uses the dummy. Like he'll talk with the dummy, but it seems kind of like cutesy and endearing and it, he can put the dummy down and still be a person. Mm-hmm, but then mm-hmm. suddenly there's a break where he cannot once his like whole medical issue, his whole mental medical issue is in question. He kind of just has this break. But I feel like when he's with Peggy Ann at the cabin, he's mm-hmm. like on walks with her like all day and he doesn't pick yeah, up. Yeah, it's dummy. only when his um, mental state is put in question that he starts to feel threatened and it becomes an issue. I feel gotcha. like that's when he'll cling to it. Right, right, right. So, yeah. I mean, when he first gets there, it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. She can talk to Fats. But, like, when uh, – I want to call him Mickey. <laughs> when, yeah, Fats is a very uh, weird name. Yeah, Fats is the name of the dummy. But yeah. When when uh, Ben or, or Burgess Meredith finds him – having a meltdown with the dummy that's when he's like i can't not use the dummy that's his crutch you know that's gotcha that's his crutch if he's being threatened that's his crutch he needs it so that's when you know ben is like hey just don't put the dummy down and don't have fats talk for five minutes and he's like, oh, yeah, not a problem. You know, how long has it been? How long has it been? He asked him like 17 times. How long has it been? You're being very cruel. Like, it's been like a minute. <laughs> if he, I love when he's like, it's been 15 seconds. Like, I thought that scene was very effective. Same. I liked that scene a lot, actually. A lot. Yeah. There's a lot so of good, good stuff here. Uh, I don't think it quite <sighs> works the way. <laughs> I think a lot of people have fond memories of it uh it did really well in theaters i could see how it did but like i think there's a disjointed plot happening here um i think it could have been improved upon greatly especially with the beginning and the tying in of the father um and maybe just a little bit more background of how like his mental instability kind of um grew over time because they have a little bit of it, but not nearly enough. And then we're just kind of thrown into the story. I can agree. I think for me, it was that I was like paying attention to it for sure, but not like enough. But then it hooked me, obviously, when that hilarious scene happened. And then what really got me was was that scene between uh, him and Ben and how uncomfortable he grew And Ben being like, this is not meant to be cruel. Like, I'm really, like, I want what's good for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, seeing Anthony Hopkins, seeing Corky just, like, snap. And, like, seeing when Ben leaves and then when Corky and and Fats are, like, having that conversation where he's like, you have to go get him. It's, like, from then on, I feel like everything was, like, extremely successful. Except for the last shot of the movie. I think that that was a little weird. We'll get there. Can we wait? Can we wait to yes. talk about that? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to yeah. make sure that, you know, I, but I think from that point on, everything was like, for the most part, was like super effective. It has a very strong middle. This movie mm-hmm. has a, a, a weak beginning, a weak ending, and a very, very, very strong middle. So it's very yeah. promising and it's 100% worth watching. I would recommend this a lot. Um, I can see how it was so influential to people like 
R.L. Stein, who apparently was inspired to write, um, yes, to, to write about Slappy because yes. <laughs> because of this film. Um, Steven Steven Spielberg was supposed to direct this. Did you know that? I didn't. He was going to cast Robert De Niro as Corky. Oh, I'm glad he didn't. I think that I think that uh, Anthony Hopkins was perfect for this. And Gene Wilder wanted to play Corky. I could see that. I could 100% see that. I could see that. I think he would have done a better job. I don't know if he would have done a better job, but I could have definitely, it would have been as effective, I feel like. Easily. For sure. I don't think I would look at Willy Wonka the same way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But uh, he definitely, he 100% could have pulled it off. Did you have a moment watching this where you switched from thinking, oh, Anthony Hopkins has a mental disorder to, oh, maybe this really is a possessed dummy? Yes. And when was that moment? I think uh, I I first thought it maybe when they were having uh, the weird sex okay, because of like the pan out where it's like panned out from the bedroom and then like Fats is sitting there angrily looking at the camera, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that's when like the idea first came into my head. And then I think it came in later. Uh, I feel like it had something to do with Anne Margaret, maybe. What about the scene when Anne Margaret's husband, Duke, gets killed? Maybe that was it. Because we literally see the dummy stab him, right? Yes, we do. So, like... Yeah, yes, 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 we do. So, okay. So, there's a couple moments where we're like, oh, definitely um, Corky has a mental disorder. And then there's other moments where we're like, oh, the dummy is possessed. And I go back and forth with this a couple times throughout this movie. Overall, after watching the whole thing, what do you think? Overall, I think it's just Corky being unhinged. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, but there is still like, okay, so then the very end doesn't make sense. I think you're sense. supposed to. So at the very end doesn't make sense to me. And also... <laughs> And also that stabbing scene doesn't make sense to me because it was Anthony Hopkins in that room? Yeah. He was? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he went Maybe when he left. He, watch it. <laughs> when he left the husband with Burgess Meredith, well, the body of Burgess Meredith, mm-hmm. he went to go get Corky. I mean, go get Fats, essentially. Okay. Um, But I also thought that because when... And Margaret is scared of Corky and she's in the thing. Like, obviously, we hear Fats's voice outside of her door. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but then it turns out he, it's like, Corky, Corky doing the voice. Yeah. When he was stabbed, he's like, it was never me. I actually really like that last, like, exchange between them. I like that last exchange between them, too. But then now, okay, let's talk about the last scene with Anne Margaret outside the house after Fats and Corky are dying or dead. Mm -hmm. She's outside the house and she says, okay, I changed my mind. 
What happened to her voice at the end? First of all, they added that at the last minute because her her mouth, what she's saying, and her voice do not match. Oh, that always happens because they do uh, ADR. And she says, you may not get this opera fucking tunity tomorrow. Right. And it goes up like she's doing a voice, like she's doing a dummy voice. Oh, I don't, I think she's just imitating Corky. I mean, she's imitating Fat, sorry. Corky to me is such a dummy name that like, I, I you know, I don't like the name Fats. But um, <laughs> because Fats was the one that like gave her this heart. And so I think she's just imitating him. But like, it's a very oh. abrupt, weird ending. Wait, I think- really? I guess that makes sense. But like, to yeah. me, it felt weird. No, it I didn't- think- I think it was like, okay, because the last time that we talked, you were, so you criticized me in the dummy voice, and then you came and apologized to me in the dummy voice and gave me this gift. So now, like, I think that's why she says fucking, because that's like the only time that he really talks in profanity is when he's the dummy. So she was kind of like imitating her version of all right that's all right i can get on board with that i that makes more sense than in my head because i was like wait why is she doing that voice <laughs> now is she's she possessed now possessed by the dummy because the dummy <laughs> said <laughs> no <laughs> it kind of works though just saying i mean if they wanted a sequel it could work <sighs> this movie is weird but it's good it's it is. good i feel like Nobody talks about I think it was popular at the time and then no one talks about it anymore. And I I think it's worth watching. I think if you haven't heard of it or seen it, uh it's worth checking out. Yeah, it is a little disjointed, but uh overall, uh pretty entertaining. Overall, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty entertaining uh thriller. I would categorize it as a thriller with Agreed. some with some horror-y kind of moments. Corky is pretty terrifying. He's so terrifying. <laughs> and I was like, how? How is she going to find? How is Anne Margaret all about that? And Anne Margaret's <laughs> character is, I mean, I th- her character is very three dimensional. I like, yes. she's very complex. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I like how complex she is. She's not she's just like. She's a great like, female lead. Yeah, I mean, but she's not just like a, a standard 70s female lead who's just like, oh. I'm the love interest. She That's has a William lot. William Goldman is fantastic. She has a lot of issues. She's cheating on her husband because she doesn't love him. And she's, she obviously has her own mental issues and abuse that she's been dealing with. And I just think it's really interesting. I don't know. I like how three-dimensional her character is, too. I like that how no characters are really all bad or all good. Like Everybody's got... There's no real villain here. No. There's there really isn't because Corky is still a pretty like um he has moments of being creepy and scary, but he also has moments of like clarity where he seems like he's a good person. <laughs> so totally. It's very interesting. It's it's interest it's interesting characters here. Uh I don't the story could use a little help, I think, but I think overall the 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 characters are very interesting. I agree. I think you should check it out. Absolutely. If you haven't already, there you go. Thank you, Wheel of Terrors. Yes. All right. Are we ready to spin the wheel or do you have anything you want to talk about? We are running I a don't. little long today. I know. I'm I'm ready to spin the wheel. Okay. Let's spin it. I'm going to get my turn my volume up. 
Way there up. We go. All right. Let's. I'm ready. Spin the wheel of One missed call. What is that? That's been on for a while. Uh, from 2003? Yeah. All right. One missed call from 2003 is streaming on Shudder and Tubby TV. Oh, gosh. AMC sub channel. Good luck with that. Fun, fun. Oh, it's not. <laughs> okay. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Here we go. Spin number two. Uh, 32 Melanzana Street. It's just called Melisania 32. It's on Shudder. Okay. So it's a Shudder kind of week. Oh this one God. looks ghosty. I'm into it. I want to watch a foreign ghosty movie. Let's do it. Okay. One missed call and Melanzania, Melanzania 32. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> uh, both are on Shudder. Uh, until next week, I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. Mmm.